have the privilege of calling up the awesome Danny Silk. So would you help me honor him? Hello, hello. Hey. The screens are back. Awesome. I will. I can. I did. I do. I do stuff. Cool. All right. Well, there's more people in here this time. Welcome back. Good job going and getting your friends. Did you did you hear that the girls' bathroom is over there? <laughs> did, you, did you get that? <laughs> awesome. Um, I want to give a couple things away again. This is a download card for the Culture of Honor, which is a CD MP3 that has been updated. I just recently uh, recorded this one. There was one from probably seven years ago called Culture of Honor, and that was at a leader's advance. This one is at the Kingdom Conference, Kingdom Culture Conference in June. So this has just been recently updated. And... Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a download card. And then this one is the Loving Our Kids on Purpose series. It is, I think it's nine sessions. It's MP3 download as well, which is probably the best way for you to listen to the parenting stuff because you just have to keep listening to it over and over and over and over. If you get the DVDs, then hopefully you have a small group or something where you're getting people together and they're going through the workbook and that sort of thing. But if you're not doing that, the best way to do it personally is to get this download card. It's, it's uh, I don't know how much cheaper it is than the CDs, but you can make CDs if you need to make CDs. But most people just, you know, listen to it on your phone. Put your headphones in, put one headphone in and just go about your day and just you know, listen. If you if you have a long drive or whatever, then put put a CD in your car. And but the 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 tip the key really to changing your your parenting approach is through repetition, through being being confronted over and over and over and over of your old paradigm is how you start to adjust to a new one. And then you'll find situation after situation where you're like, ha. Oh, that's what I need right there. That's what I need to do right there. Okay, perfect timing. Like, right, well, just keep putting yourself in front of it, and it'll be perfect timing a lot. Okay? So, um, anybody's birthday today? Really? Really? Oh, awesome. Why don't you uh, take one... Take one and give, give one to somebody else. Whichever one. And give somebody your, a birthday present for you. Well, you're, you're smarter than the average bear. Awesome. Okay. I, I mentioned earlier that um, 
you know, when your when your goal is connection, then you have to you have to change how you approach your relationship than if your goal is distance. When your goal is distance, what, what will happen is you will perceive people in a way that creates distance. You will judge their motives in a way that creates distance. And you will communicate in such a way that creates distance. The, the distance skills all increase anxiety. Anxiety creates that disconnect and that distance. When you change your goal to connection, you need a different set of skills. You need, you need a different way of seeing things. That's what we talked about this morning was when I'm powerful and I'm not a victim, all of a sudden everything starts changing. No longer are you the reason I'm behaving the way I am. I'm the reason. See, there's, there's one massive paradigm shift right there. Oh, there is no possible way you're to blame for me shutting my love off. Ooh, it's not something you control. Ooh, it's something I control or that really important part of me is out of control. And so as we, as we move along, what I want, you to, I want you to capture is the idea that the way the I communicate with you can protect our connection, can restore our connection, or can help create a connection simply by owning what's going on with me and providing a way for you to tell me what's going on with you. See, over and over, what we're trying to build in, in our relationships is trust. I need, we need trust. In order to form bonds with each other, we need trust. And trust is the exchange of truth. I need to let you know the truth about me, and I need to know the truth about you. As we exchange this truth, we walk in the light together. We have fellowship with each other in the light and with Jesus. Jesus knows what the truth is. He knows when I'm not telling you the truth. But the way that I communicate either provides truth or is an attempt to control. I'm either exchanging truth, I'm presenting truth, or I'm covering the truth, and I'm trying to get control of you to do something I want you to do. Communication is um, its something everybody's willing to do. I, I've heard that communication is, is the number one problem in, in marital breakups. And I would say that I would disagree with that stat in that I think people are communicating fantastically. <laughs> it's, it's the goal that you're communicating. So it really does create a very effective outcome. I mean, it is hard to say that you're not communicating. Oh, yes, you are. That was very clear. It's very clear that we should be scared of each other. And so, and so we do become scared of each other. Communication is a process. It's, it's, a, it's, you know, just think about all the nuances, all the, 
all the ways that communication can go wrong. Whether you're willing or not, communication is only effective when, when I get it right, not, not just because I'm willing to do it. All right? That'll work. We're good. It was just a funny video, but just laugh. Just laugh. Ha, 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 Okay. 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 We're moving on. It was just for you. All the things. Think about all the things that can happen in the communication process because we think that we're being crystal clear. But just... An attempt to communicate can get confusing. It's like, you know, I thought I was clear, but I'm not really very clear. And then, and then communication begins to then lead to frustration, which leads to you know, kind of a sarcasm. And so... Which translates into a type of um, <laughs> which translates into uh, where's our which <laughs> translates into an old moving picture. Did it die again? It's not usually that blue. All right? Okay, and then sometimes, you know, there's double meanings to things, and so you have to go, you know, you have to pay attention to like that one. I don't even know what to do. And so, so people can begin to... You know, they begin to try to intensify their communication to make their point and exaggerate. And it's like, well, you don't have to be that, you know. Yeah. figure this out. One way or another, we're going to figure this out. Okay. Ha, 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 ha. All right. <laughs> quick, 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 all right. All right. You want to just give it to me?
Just bring it to me. Oh, we need to get that fixed by tonight, though. I'll get another projector or something. That's our issue right now. <laughs> so, um, we'll have to uh, we'll have to figure something out for tonight. No. All righty. There we go. Yeah. keeps going to sleep so I have to like change setting real quick never never oh here we go this should be happy this is a happy spot here yeah okay so there's all these different ways that you can miscommunicate. There's all these different ways that, you know, that what I said isn't what I meant, what you, th what you thought I said, you thought you were clear until you checked back with me and I said, well, no, that's not at all what I said, you know. So we have so many ways to perceive the same thing. You know, if I, if I hold up a dollar bill and I ask this side of the room, Tell me what you see. And they go, ah, I see George Washington. I see four ones. I see, uh, you know, I see a key with uh, with an eagle. Like, okay, what do you what do you see? Like, oh, I see a pyramid with an eye on top of it. And uh, I said, but do you see George Washington? There's no George Washington on this dollar bill. Did you see the pyramid with the eye on top? There's no pyramid on the eye with the eye on top of it. It's like, well, wait a second. You guys are both looking at a dollar bill. You're both right. You're just seeing things from your perspective. You're seeing things from your vantage point. So it's important that I understand that there's always more than one way to see something. But we get so dogmatic because I want all the control. And what, what has happened is I have taken the bait on, again, having a wrong goal. See, when I make the goal of communication to agree, I really need control of what you see and what you think. So the conversation is all about me convincing you to agree with me. So when my goal of conversation or communication is agreement, it begins to break down right away. Because I don't control what you think. I don't control what you see. I don't control how you see. So when you lay and you go, we need to talk. You're like, oh, no. You're like, no. Oh, no. 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 Tonight. No. No. No, it is. We are. It's 9 o'clock. We are. Why? 
Because we have the goal of agreement. So let's keep talking. Let's talking. Now you say what say what you say, and then I will I will disagree with it. And then I agree with it. I say, and then you will disagree with that. And then we will talk a month <laughs> about what we disagree, about. and we'll disconnect it because the way we start talking about it begins to jack up the anxiety between us until I'm talking to you about your mother. So, somehow a devastation. How is this happening? It's happening because with all my might, I'm trying to convince you to agree with me. And so eventually what we do is we create a relationship where we both can't show up at the same time. If we both show up at the same time, there's a problem. We can't have two powerful people in this relationship, only one at a time. So, okay, tonight I get to be powerful. You surrender. Okay, all right, I see what you're saying. Okay, let's do that. Can we sleep now? You're the winner. I'm the loser. You're great. I'm not. What else do you need to hear so I can go to sleep? Okay, but next time, buddy. You're the one dying. Okay, next time I get to be right, you get to be wrong. Okay, we're going to agree with me, and then we're going to take turns. And then, then all of a sudden, we, wait a minute, it was your, I, all of a sudden this time, no, you didn't, I, it was my turn this time. And so we think we got some kind of fair rotation on who's going to get to dominate the conversation. And sometimes we just have a, you know, we have a composition in our relationship where there's one more aggressive and one more passive. And so the aggressive goes, Ah, I'm right. And the passive goes, okay. And the aggressive says, we get along great. We never fight. I say, well, that's because the passive never fights with anybody. But if you were married to another aggressive, they would kill you. <laughs> don't try to, don't take too much credit. We have a really great relationship. We never argue. That's because you never talk. <laughs> the goal of communication can't be to agree, or else somebody has to disappear. So the goal of communication is to understand. It's to understand. We are going to have a conversation because I need to understand something. And I need you to understand something. You don't know something about what's going on inside of me because it's going on inside of me. And so in order for you to learn about what's going on inside of me, I'm going to have to tell you. I'm going to have to, I'm going to, have, to have the skill, the confidence, the, the desire to show you me. And in showing you me, you get to see who's in here. And that all I really need from you is for you to now know what you've seen. And, and if you do, it will affect the way that you respond. It will affect how you treat me. Because you do care. I do care. When I understand what's going on inside of you, I have a different response. But we don't trust each other with the truth. 
So I don't show who's in here. I show you. I show you. Whoa, what's that? That's me. I ain't over here, and I'm I'm angry, and I'm You are change. What if I don't want to? I will kill you. You always act like that when you're upset. Don't really kill me. It's so disrespectful when you treat me like that. I'm, I'm not even. I'm not, so we're talking to this. This is who we're talking to over here. This isn't even truth. This is not the truth. This is the lizard's tail snapped off, and you're you're the cat. And you're over there going, <laughs> and the lizard crawls away. The truth has left, and you're over here eating the tail. You sound really hurt. How what? You sound you sound really hurt. How did you know that? How did you know I was really hurt? Because you always do that when you're hurt. I feel vulnerable right now. But you're treating me really tender and you're not responding to this. You have you have this figured out. All of a sudden, you behave very different to my hurt than you do to my angry. That's right. That's right. I, I respond very different to the truth than I do the illusion. We all do. And so why why it is so important that the goal is understanding is because I need to understand the truth not fight over some perception or fight over some some issue. I really need to see your heart. I really need to see you. And, and if I can, then we can move on from that. The goal is, is intimacy. The goal of, of a connection, the goal of, of a love relationship is intimacy. Now, now, when you try to define intimacy, sometimes we think intimacy has something to do with sex. It's like, no, not at all. You know, I, I can have an, an intimate relationship with my child. You know, I can have an intimate relationship with another guy. I can have an intimate relationship with God. So there, there's, there's nothing sexually connected to the experience or the concept of intimacy. It gets sexualized because we don't know how to do intimacy. And so a lot of folks have settled for, well, intimacy is like, you know, when we take our clothes off. No. No, intimacy is when I let you see me. And so... Into me you see because I show you. See, we all, we're only going to experience intimacy if I show you me. And, and who's in here is, is not necessarily who, who I've been behaving. But effective communication will, will bring down the anxiety level. It'll create a safe place. 
It'll allow a vulnerability to happen. There is an acceptance, an, a foundation of unconditional acceptance where you get to be you around me. You know, the idea that I'm going to shape you into somebody else is, is a message of rejection. Like, I really, I really need you to be somebody different than you are. Good thing we're married. Like, what? What is going on? What is going on is the idea that I don't know how to have a relationship with another person. I really only know how to validate myself. So I will try to turn you into me. Because that is what I value. That is what I honor. What I honor is the me in other people. And so when I'm creating intimacy in a relationship with other people, what I'm doing is I am allowing them to be them close to me. You get to be you. Now, I'm not saying I accept all behaviors and, you know, you are injecting heroin in your eyeball. Like, okay, stop it. I'm not doing that. And we'll talk tonight about boundaries. But I'm not saying that accepting you is accepting all your behaviors. But I do accept that you are very different than me. You have a very different set of needs. You experience things very different than I do. See, you, I'm going to have to create a place where you can be you making us. If I'm unwilling to do that, then, all right, well then, you've just said that intimacy and connection is not your goal. And the way that you treat people is going to jack up the, the anxiety. It's going to create a place where people are really afraid to be around you. The, the main reason that we don't experience intimacy in relationships is because we're afraid. I'm afraid of being out of control. I'm afraid of being vulnerable. And so the, the, the culture that I create around me is directed by that fear. So, yeah, but I would love to have, I want to have love. I want to have intimacy. I want to have connection as long as I'm in control of it. Well, here's the, here's the scary thing. You don't get to control love. You don't get to control love. You don't get to control people in love. This would be why there's two trees in that perfect place. You have to be free to, to, to experience love. You know, the idea that that triangulation, where we have a victim and a bad guy and a rescuer, a lot of folks call that love. A lot of folks call that fear, irresponsibility, cyclical love. I do this because I love you. No, you do this because you're trying to control stuff. 
You're doing it because you don't want to deal with the fear in your life. You don't understand that that by inviting love, by inviting vulnerability, by managing yourself, by learning to communicate a safe place, you're actually chasing fear away and you're becoming more and more powerful. As a result, you're becoming free. See, it's, it's, it's the exchange of truth that sets you free in your relationships. It's the exchange of that truth. It's, the, it's being willing to be vulnerable that offers the opportunity for love. But when I don't want, when I don't want to be vulnerable, when I, when I want to be in control, well, then I'm going to create a place that is everything's fine as long as I'm in control. And then when I feel vulnerable, my goal becomes distance. My goal was distance. You know, this is distance. This is what we're after. I'm after connection. But, but this is distance. It's not very much distance, but it's distance. And it's easy to get it back. Connection actually creates a, a grip on something. And I can, I can move you. I can influence you through this connection. But if all I have is my goal is distance, when I move away from you, nothing happens. There's no, there's no movement. There's, there's nothing connected. So if, this, if I'm just happy being leaning on you, the, the slightest thing can disconnect us because there was no connection. And, and if, I, if I'm not willing to cultivate vulnerability, to create this, this, this safe place, you get to be you, then I, don't, I really don't know what connection feels like. When my goal is, is distance, you will see it in the way that I communicate, the style of my communication. The style of my communication is, is how my fear manifests. So sometimes there's a passive communicator. A passive communicator says, oh, oh, you matter. What you need, what you think, what you feel, that matters. What I need, what I feel, what I, what, what's, what I think doesn't matter, not at all. No, let's, let's just go with you. See, some people think this is Christian. This is the Christian way to behave. It's no longer I who live, but everybody else who lives through me. No, no, that's a, this is a passive communication style, which means... I'm trying to convince the people around me that I'm the only human being on the planet who doesn't need anything. Oh, I don't need anything. No, I'm good. No, I'm fine. No, I don't need anything. No, no, whatever you want. No, whatever. Let's do what you want. I don't care. I don't care where we eat. Whatever you want. I don't care what we do. Whatever you want to do. I'm not really here. Let's, Let's just pretend like I'm not even a human being. Because that's what's going to happen. What's going to happen is I'm going to get consumed. And in that consumption, I'm going to experience high levels of disrespect and dishonor. And eventually, eventually, I'm going to become bitter. 
I'm going to become bitter and toxic because I am so hurt and offended that no one made me require something in a relationship. And so I'm, oh, no, whatever you want. No, no, it doesn't matter to me. No, please, unless you do it no, after you. 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 How come I haven't moved? Because you're not being a person. But I thought that's the way Christians are supposed to be. I thought it was just supposed to be a living sacrifice. Yeah, you're supposed to be living. <laughs> Is that how Jesus was? Was Jesus this passive doormat that didn't need anything? No. No, he's, he's, pretty, he's pretty clear about what he needs. He's pretty clear about what he requires. And so the passive person is really afraid of being the bad guy. I'm really afraid of being perceived as selfish. I'm really afraid of being a problem or a burden. And what I'm afraid of is I'm afraid of your reaction to me. I'm afraid that you would be angry. I'm afraid that you would reject. I'm afraid that, that, that you would find some fault in what it is that I need. And so rather than put myself out there and be vulnerable, I'll just hop out of me and I'll create this illusion of this needless person. Well, there's no intimacy there because I don't even know who I'm dealing with. There's a non-person standing in front of me. Please tell me what you need. Please tell me who's in there. Push back. Show up. Anxiety is increased when I really don't know who you are. When I'm having a relationship with an illusion. Because it won't be long before you are mouthing the words of a victim. And somehow I became the bad guy because I believed that you don't need anything. It's just not true. And then there's the aggressive. The aggressive person, the aggressive communicator. What I need matters. What I need doesn't matter. I'm all that matters. I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I'm going to get what I want. Now give it to me now. Rah! Now we all know that's, that's from the devil. But they seem to get their way. Somehow those people seem to get their way. They seem to get what it is they want. Those people generally end up as a pastor. <laughs> Those people generally end up in charge of stuff. Aggressive communicators, for whatever reason, seem to get their way. But they're scared too. They're scared too. They're scared of different things, and they show it a different way. But they're jacking up the, the anxiety, too, because they're sending a message, you don't matter. I matter. The passive says, I don't matter. You matter. Guess who finds each other and gets married? The aggressive and the passive end up together. Why? Because they agree. They agree that only one of us matters. And then we see we see the passive and the aggressive, and we go, oh my gosh, we gotta get in there and we gotta rescue that poor victim. 
That little, that little goat is married to the T-Rex. Oh, look, the goat is chained up to that post. Oh, here comes the T-Rex. Oh, look, there's just a collar left. You see, that is, that is, the, that is the bait to let that passive person stay a victim. The best thing that you could go do for that passive victim is to say, oh, wow, that looks really hard. What are you going to do? I can't do anything. It's just so mean and so terrible and so angry and he drinks and he doesn't come to church anymore. Oh, this sounds terrible. Gosh, it must be so stressful to live in your world. Oh, you don't understand. It's been going on for 30 years. Oh, my gosh. You probably raised children in this. Yes, they all hate us. <laughs> oh, boy. That must hurt like crazy, too. Oh, it's the worst. I can't believe it. I should my shit. I should listen to my mom and I got married to him. It was just the worst thing I've ever done. Oh, my gosh. What are you going to do? I'm just going to go home and act like this is never going to stop. Okay, well, see you later. Wait a second, you're supposed to jump in here and try to stop him. Oh, how would that work out for me? Yeah, well, sounds really tough. Let me know if you ever want any help changing that situation. See you later. See, you cannot help somebody who does not have a problem. Is this working? <laughs> you don't have a solution for anybody who doesn't have a problem. No matter what here it is to you, if that person does not have a problem, Jesus does not have a solution for them. Then there's the passive aggressive. Passive aggressive is, oh, oh, you matter. Oh, you totally matter. Not. And so the to my face, the communication with the passive aggressive is, oh, it just seems so, so normal, so pleasant. It's just like until all of a sudden I go, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hey, why am I bleeding? How, 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 what just happened? What just happened was some sarcastic jab. Some religious twist of scriptures, some judgmental condemning statement when they didn't even change expressions. Oh, well, there's lots of people like you going to hell. Honey, do you want any help? What, what's happening here? Are you trying to say that you love me, hate me, want to kill me, hope I live? What, what just happened here? And the passive-aggressive is the one who, to your face, 
seems to be caring and loving, and then they go key your car. Living in the culture of a passive-aggressive jacks up the, the, the fear and the, and the anxiety so severely because you, you don't know where it's coming. You, you don't know what's coming. You don't know what's happening. It feels, it, you feel crazy inside. So when you're, when you're witnessing a passive-aggressive relationship, the one on the receiving end is like, help me! Somebody help me! This, this person who looks all together, when we get in the car, is going to act like a crazy altogether. And the passive-aggressive is like, Passive, aggressive, passive, aggressive are all styles that are juicing up the atmosphere and culture with fear, with survival, with punishment, with, with an unwillingness for vulnerability, an unwillingness, an incapability, if you will, of, of acceptance and intimacy. And so when your goal is distance, then you'll use one of these three. But when your goal is connection, you somehow have to communicate through conflict, through disagreement. You have to be able to have two people show up in a relationship. And so there needs to be a much more assertive style of communication, which says this. You are powerful. What you think, what you need, and what you feel is valuable to me. And you think. I'm what you feel powerful. And what I think and what I need and what I feel is, is valuable to me. And this stays the standard throughout the conversation. This is where we shift from trying to convince and control to understand and respond, adjust. Let people see you. I'm powerful and valuable. You're powerful and valuable. And we protect that stance with each other as we begin to exchange truth. You are powerful and valuable, even though we completely disagree. We completely disagree on this, and yet you are powerful and valuable. And my my goal is connection. See, sometimes in Christianity, we make agreement an idol. And I can't really value anyone who doesn't agree with me? Which is another way of saying, I really can't honor someone who doesn't remind me of me. If you don't remind me of me, I'm not even sure what I'm honoring. Because I typically only honor the me in other people. And so we... It- Uneffective in our community because we insist that everyone reminds us of us. And, and we judge people. We, we judge them because they are not us. Because I really don't know how to communicate value and honor when I disagree with someone. So in a, in, a, in a communication relationship, 
my spouse, my child, my most intimate relationships, if they show that they disagree with me, how if they communicate honor? It's tied to the goal of my communication. And the goal of my communication is to understand. I don't need you to agree with me. I just need to understand. I need to understand what's going on inside of you. I need to understand what you're saying. I need to understand the side of the dollar bill you're looking at. I'm going to have to trust that actually what you see is actually there. Because I don't see it. I don't see it. So what is it that you're looking at? Okay. All right. Well, I don't I don't see the the pyramid with the eyeball on top of it. I don't see it. And that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. But you're saying that's on the dollar. That's what you're saying? And you don't see George Washington. You don't see him at all. How are we going to do this? How are you going to be male and I'm going to be female? How are we going to do this? Because you see things totally different than me. Yeah, it's true. It's kind of, it's kind of tricky. I think it's, I think it's part of the process of learning to love. Is I'm going to have to trust what you see. I'm going to trust what you're telling me is real, even though I don't see it. I don't feed me. I don't need it. Wow. You, you, you're not, you're so not white. I'm going to I'm gonna have to trust that that's valuable. Well, I'm only going to create value for that if I don't need control of that. We've, we've, we've tried to apply some of this before, haven't we? I mean, we, you know, we, we've, we've heard these things before, like, okay, okay, yeah, I could do that, okay. Now, now basically, now can, can I just share my heart with you? Will you just share my heart? Can I, can I tell you my heart? Will you just, will you just like stay open and, and not get defensive right now? Because I need to share my heart with you, and I just, I just want to, I want to be able to just open up and tell you my heart, but not have you get defensive. Could you do that? Could you just listen to me and not get defensive? Will you please? Okay, now here we go. Now I want to share this with you. Now stay open, stay open. Don't get defensive. You know, let me share my heart with you. I just want you to stay open. Okay, stay open now, basically. Now hear me, hear me, hear my heart, hear my heart. <laughs> basically, you're selfish and evil, huh? Now, did you hear my heart? Could you hear my heart? I need you to hear my heart. Please don't get defensive. Now, I don't know why we think that's going to work. But just because I was real careful about how I judged you. Is still judging somebody. Would you please hold still while I skin you? (laughs) 
And then what happens? Oh, the person doesn't agree with it. Oh, I was so careful to present it just right. And then you disagreed with it. Right. See, here's the deal. The thing that has to change is no longer am I here to tell you about you. I am now here to tell you about me. I'm going to approach communication very differently because when I come to the conversation with, a, with an attempt to get you to agree with my judgments of you, I've created such a fragile opportunity because all the person has to do is go, uh-uh. And now we have an argument because then I'm going to reach in. I'm going to grab my evidence. I'm going to get my, my witnesses and I'm going to turn to the judge, who is me. <laughs> I'm going to decide between the two of us. And this doesn't go well. So weird. So weird. Who, who, knew, who saw that coming? So instead of, I tell you about you, and then you tell me about me. And then we just keep going back and forth because nobody's listening. I tell you about me. And then I listen to you tell me about you. I need the information that's inside of me. You need the information that's inside of me. This is the exchange of truth. This is how you cultivate trust. So now I understand, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize that about you. I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't see that about you. I'm, 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 I'm learning stuff about you I didn't know. I'm making different decisions because now I have different information. And we're trying to get to a certain depth of communication, but we tend to stay way up here on the superficial end of things like, Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Doing great. Beautiful day we're having. Yes, it is. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is good. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. See, there is like no intimacy required to have a relationship with cliches. We just bounce these cliches around. Hey, how you doing? Good. How you doing? Awesome. Which floor are you going to? Awesome. There you go. Great day. It is a great day. This is the day that the Lord has made. <laughs> Let us be glad and rejoice in it, brother. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. You too. There we go. Nothing. Nothing required. Zero required. You could do that in an elevator with a stranger. Right? The next level of communication is the facts. We're going to exchange just the facts. Good morning. Good morning. Would you like some coffee? Sure. Cream? Please. Sugar? Two lumps. It's supposed to be 45 degrees today. Really? It's right here in the paper. Awesome. Your mom called. Oh, what'd she say? Uh, it's on the recorder. I wouldn't dare interpret your mother to you. 
Kids have a game today. Oh, they do. What time? Five o'clock. Five o'clock. Okay. I'll be about uh, 20 minutes late. All right. So you'll be there about 520. Yes. What, uh, what's, what's for dinner? Uh, lasagna. Oh, lasagna. About what time? Uh, about half hour after we get home. All right. Have a great day. Love you too. There we go. Superficial as we can get. Why? Because the next level, the next level creates some problems. The next level is where we have opinions, perceptions, and ideas. Perceptions, opinions, and ideas. Now two people have showed up in the conversation. Uh-oh, we are different. We are different, and one of us is evil. One of us is wrong. One of us is right. Guess which one I want to be. So when two people show up in a relationship, two people show up in a conversation, we have to agree, we have to agree, we have to agree, and we tear our connection apart because two people showed up. Like, oh my gosh, how did two people show up? Because when we got married, we became one. That's true, that's true. I mean, we, we, have the, we, we bring ge- genera- uh, Genesis right into our wedding. We're like, and the two shall become one. And then for 25 years, we find the two. Which one? <laughs> right? I'm sorry, but when two people show up in a room, there are two people. There are two very different people. And so this is where we're going to demonstrate. We're going to manifest our communication skills right here on level three. With perceptions, opinions, and ideas. And they are different right here is where you're going to discover what your goal is, what your style of communication is. If you're making through this level, you can now get to a deeper level, which is the feelings level. Now there are two people, and these two people are experiencing the same situation, very different. How could that situation, how could two people be in the same situation, have a completely different experience of that situation? I don't know, but you should ask my wife when she's in a car with me and I'm driving. Me and I should have been a NASCAR driver. I love to feel the road. You know what I mean? I love the G-forces. I love, I love the handling of a car. And somehow, while I'm having the time of my life, I'm in a completely different experience at a feeling level. I am feeling ecstatic. She is feeling homicidal. I don't understand how this works. And so I've tried to tell her, honey, it's going to be fine. Trust me. This is fun. You're going to get over the fear. And you're going to love this. Ask me how that's going for me. No, no, no. No, that's not going to happen. That was part of the YMD years, the young man disorder. I'm about a year out of it. 
See, I cannot tell her how to feel. She's not me. This, this lady is not me. I, you know, it's over and over. It just amazes me when somebody says, you know, well, I feel, you know, I feel scared. Or I, I feel, I feel, I feel hurt. You shouldn't feel that. You shouldn't feel that feeling. I don't have a feeling. Poof, you don't have it anymore. <laughs> really? Really? There's something in there that makes it real to you? I'm hungry. You're not hungry? I'm not hungry, therefore you're not hungry. Really? Really? I'm hungry and thirsty. No way, no way that you're hungry or thirsty. What? You get to tell me if I'm hungry or thirsty? Well, I just did. It's in the Bible. What? It's in the Bible. God doesn't get hungry or thirsty. Therefore, it is wrong for God doesn't feel hungry. I am delayed in my emotions. You should be too. Really? Awesome. This is fantastic. See, we like to, we like to make people feel inferior because they're not us. Like, I don't get the big deal about spiders. I don't get it. Like that has you in a tree. This. Ah! Don't touch it. I mean, I've never done that, but I've always thought. That would just. She would never kiss me again for the rest of my life. But I don't get it. I don't get it. But you know what? That's a powerful woman in that tree. I just hope our country's never invaded by spiders. You know. It is very possible for two individuals to experience the same thing completely different. And I have to register that and adjust. Because driving faster and faster is not getting her over her, 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 her fear. And so I'm bringing out the worst in her. We are destroying our, our, our connection over a ride in the car. Because I refuse to adjust to how she's experiencing this same situation. So eventually some sense kicks in and I'm thinking, wow, you know, I... I'm really tearing up my marriage over me having fun. I could probably just drive that way when she's not in the car. Call me a genius. <laughs> Thank you. So good information is Communication at a feeling level. Like, this is how I'm feeling. This is, how, this is how I'm experiencing you. This is how I'm experiencing this. Ah, okay. See, because in the early years, she would like, Deepers, I clogged up. You're going to kill And I would disagree with it. And so not adjust. Uh-uh. And then I remember the day she said, 
I'm scared. What? You're scared? I thought you were just angry and evil. <laughs> Why? I have a totally different response to scared than I do angry and evil and controlling and punishing and all the other judgments that I put on you to defend me from your judgments. And we're... Let me tell you, you. Well, let me tell you about you. Well, let me tell you about you. Well, let me tell you about you. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. <laughs> like, really? Really? But this is how you bring out the worst in people is you keep jacking up the fear. And I'm jacking up the fear because you're not me. So I'm sending you a big invalidation message by not listening. But if I invalidate through the, the, the feelings and I can actually hear what you're experiencing, I can then get at the deepest level of communication, which is what do you need? What is it that you need? And the first one to get to what do you need wins. It's a race to what do you need? What do you need to feel? What do you need to feel in our relationship? I'm feeling scared. What do I need to feel? I'm feeling hurt. What do I need to feel? I'm feeling lonely. What do I need to feel? I'm feeling disconnected. What do I need to feel? I'm feeling rejected. What do I need to feel? I'm feeling punished. What do I need to feel? I'm feeling loved. What do I need to feel? I'm feeling punished. What do I need to feel? Whatever it is that I'm experiencing, it is pointing to what it is that I need. And this is the most vulnerable way to communicate. I need something. And when I'm trying to understand you, when my goal is to understand, guess what I'm trying to understand? I'm trying to understand what you need. Because if I supply what you need, I bring out the best in you. I really want to be around the best you you got. So help me find out what it is that you need so I can supply that. And then your anxieties drop. And we get to experience an intimate, loving connection. And this is what we begin to protect. This is what we begin to to adjust to so that this is how we experience each other is I have great respect for what you need and you need different things than I do and I need different things than you do and we begin to show each other who's in here and I have a much better target now I now know what to shoot at Sherry used to uh, work in the school of ministry as, a, as a, one of the overseers of first year. And she had a, an adult student in her early 50s who was sharing an apartment with some younger students. And the student comes in and she's just, she's just like, oh, I need to talk to somebody. I'm sick and tired of these people. Now, boy, they, the petty things that they fight about and they complain about. And they, 
And Sherry says, hi. Oh, come on in my office. Dishwasher. And Sherry says, okay, what is it that you need? She goes, what? Sherry says, what is it that you need? What do I need? I don't even know what I need. I don't even know. I didn't expect somebody to listen to me. That's exactly right. We don't expect someone to listen to us. She walked in with a tomahawk missile. I'd like to talk. I expect to have to blast through your defenses. I'm not even sure what to do when I get over there. I'll probably kill you. Like it's probably true. I probably won't live through your communication. But when you say, what do you need? They think, oh my gosh, why did I bring this Tomahawk missile? Boy, this thing is heavy. Like, yeah, yeah, why don't you set that down gently, gently. But now, intimacy is going to happen. I just am trying to find out what you need. I will do what I know to do to supply that. I may not be able to, to supply what you need, but I probably know somebody that can help. What is it that you need? Whew. Oh, the anxiety drains right out of the communication because we got to this deepest place of how human beings operate. And so... I would, I would present to you, up here you would be seeing a little thing that says, I would feel a feeling, okay? This is a feeling. This is, I says, you know what an iMessage is? People say, yeah, I know what they are. Do you use them? Heck no. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and go through this. Let me help you realize why they're so valuable. I feel a feeling. Okay, I need, to, I need to own it. I'm feeling, I'm experiencing you. I'm experiencing this. I'm experiencing it at a feeling level. I want to have this level of communication with you. I want to show you me. I'm feeling a feeling. Now, a feeling isn't a thought or a judgment. Okay, so if you say, well, I feel like stealing, shut right there. You're about to describe a thought or a judgment. Yeah, I've used feel I, I, I messages before. They don't work. Oh, really? Give me one. Well, I told him. I said, I feel like you're a jerk. <laughs> really? Really? See, if you, if you can put the word think in there and it makes sense, it's not a feeling. I think you're a jerk. Hey, that flows. Because it's a, it's a judgment. It's a thought. But you can't say... I think hurt. That's kind of scary to hear you say that. Right. I think rejected. I think vulnerable right now. Because it doesn't make sense because those are feelings. But for you to say, I, th- I feel that you act just like your father. That's not a feeling. 
I feel, just because you say I feel, doesn't make it a, a feeling statement. If you can put the word think in there and it makes sense, you're judging me. And, and, and we're off to the anxiety. We're about to juice up the anxiety between us. So I feel a feeling when something happens and I connect it to something happens. You know, so this, this thing happened. I felt like this when this happened. And then I need to feel. I need to feel a feeling. I don't need you to, to do. I, I feel hurt when you don't come home right after work. I need you to be home at 5.02. Well, I might be home at 5.02 if I feel really guilty for why, however I messed up that big, beautiful dinner. But I'm not going to live at 5.02. I'm not going to do it because you don't control me. So I, I, I need to feel a feeling. So I feel, I feel hurt and disrespected when you don't show up. And I need to feel respected about the amount of energy I put into dinner. Third, well, a phone call would let you, would, would increase the value that I have for what you've done. But I will figure out what to do in response to what you told me you need to feel. I will figure that out. You're going to have to trust me. I mean, I've, I've had folks who've said, you know, well, you, you may have done this. I don't know. Some people, I've done stuff like this. The wife has been home stewing all day over their disconnection. The husband walks in the door and she says, you don't ever say doing all day. You don't ever bring me flowers. You don't ever take me out and walks in the anymore. You don't. He's like, okay. What's for dinner? <laughs> and so the next day, he's been stewing now over not getting any credit for being a loving husband who provides and whatever. Some have different love languages. Maybe he's acts of service and he thinks he's doing great. She's quality time, but he's never home. So he walks in. He says, here's your flowers. I love you. I got a babysitter so we could go have some quality time. Well, that's what she was after, huh? No. Nope. You give me a checklist, I'll check it off, and you still won't get what you need to feel. You're going to have to trust me with what you need to feel and let me respond in a way I think would hit the target. Some ways of responding. I feel scared when you drive like this. I need to feel safe and protected while I'm in the car with you. Eventually, I understand that Sherry needs to feel safe and protected when I'm driving. Because she's powerful, I know that she doesn't have to get in a car with me. It's actually a privilege to drive her around. It's a privilege I want to keep because I like to be with her. So if I scare her and don't protect her with my adjustment to that good information, she has the option of taking her own car. 
See, I don't control her. She's not a victim. She's powerful. I'm powerful. She's giving me good information. I'm giving her good information. This is the process of, of, of honor in our communication. And this creates a culture of paying attention to this connection. And, and this, this needs some attention. There was a time when we went disconnect, distance, distance, connect, disconnect, live most of the time disconnected. This was the early years I was talking about, right? We now live at various levels of connection. And we manage this connection through exchanging the truth, increasing the experience of trust that I really do believe that you value us. She'll say to me, you got to know Sherry. I mean, Sherry is like, Sherry's a powerful lady. She's a powerful lady. And she will, we'll be having a tender moment. She'll look in my eyes and say, I'm really scared how much I love you. And I think, gosh, you know, that, that says it right there. It says it that she feels so vulnerable. At the same time, that's where love is like fireworks and chocolate and kittens, you know, whatever. It's just, it's just, yeah. Because of this vulnerability, this intimacy is cultivated. It doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen. And it's not just between, uh, you know, people who sleep together. You know, intimacy is this is this relationship that we're that we are to we are to cultivate everywhere we go, with the people that are important to us, people that we work with, people that we lead, people that are you know our children, whoever. I have a a confrontation that I'd like to share with you. And I want you to listen for some of the stuff that I've been talking about. I have a friend. His name is Andy Mason. And uh, he works for me. I'm his, I'm his boss. And uh, he, he's, he's from another country. He's from New Zealand. And he's, he's very, uh, very accustomed to not being powerful in relationships, especially with people who have authority. And so we're, you know, we're teaching on the culture of honor. We're, you know, we're living the culture of honor. We're, we're doing everything that we know to do to, to uh, give schools and, 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 and help export this thing. But here's the deal. You, you have to practice what it is that you are preaching. Sherry, Sherry will say, you know, living your message is totally overrated. And it's true because it is so, that's where you'll get challenged. You'll get challenged there over and over and over again. And so, so we're, we're, we're doing a school. We've done several schools, and, and, I'm, and I'm leaning more and more on Andy. But I'm not doing a very good job communicating that because here's how this goes. Hi, Danny. I was out of town. I got this email. Hi, Danny. In our team meeting today about the Dream Culture Conference, 
Jason mentioned he was doing a wedding on Friday, and then Aaron, Aaron, your assistant, mentioned you were doing a wedding also and then preparing the evening prior, which means I'm not going to be at the Dream Culture Conference for as long as he thought I was going to be there. And it's, it's the first time he uh, was doing a conference. I felt disappointed that you were not going to be at what I believe to be a GTI event, and even more so to hear it from your assistant. I appreciate you obviously trust us with this, but I feel abandoned in the battlefield with no communication from headquarters. I'm not sure whether GTI is yours or ours, or you are nursing it along until you can offload it onto me. This is not fun. I feel like you've given me the keys to the house, freedom and empowerment, but I still need direction and guidance and shaping to find my way around. I'm looking forward to how you how you see this. Andy. All right? Did, did you hear how he's doing? Did you hear what was going on inside? Did you hear what he needed? Even you who don't know him now know what's going on inside of him and what he needs. Dear Andy, you're fired. <laughs> Andy, I'm sorry that you found out this way. I forgot about the overlap. Poor communication on my part. I did see this as something you and Janine would primarily carry and didn't think I was creating a problem. I'm not wanting you to feel abandoned ever. I'm very much a partner and very sorry you're not feeling that. I have no intention of offloading GTI onto you, but I do expect your leadership role to increase. He's now the director of GTI. We can talk more about this if you need to. I love you and value our partnership. Again, I'm sorry this came down this way. I understand how, how you... I understand how you would feel shocked and even hurt by my behavior. Please forgive me. P.S. Good feedback, Andy. Thank you so much for your response, Danny. I had already forgiven you. I'm also learning to communicate more how I feel, what I need, both with you and also with Janine and others. My default has been suppression and silence, and that doesn't build intimacy or trust or health. Thanks for hearing and validating what I feel and not just pointing out my own insecurities and fears. Relationship is really important to me. I do not want to just accomplish something great with GTI. I want to build strong relationships on the way. A coworker said to me something the other day that challenged my alignment. He said, success in the kingdom is not about accomplishment, but about relationship. I don't want to just build my own thing or build something for you. I want to build with you. I love you, Andy. This is a confrontation between powerful adults. This is, this is the culture of heaven, is to be able to have powerful people who live together, who are very different from each other, who experience the same things completely different, and who are able to be vulnerable. They have a safe place to be vulnerable, 
to exchange the truth, that it increases the bond, increases the trust as a result of walking in the light together. This is something that we have to learn to do if, in fact, we're going to create a place where people who are watching say, I see Jesus in them because of how they love each other. I believe the message of love because of how they live together. Whether it's a marriage, a family, a church, a community of believers, a transformed city, but the testimony that is waiting to happen is that when I looked at you and how you treat each other, I believe you were connected to Jesus. This is our assignment. It's going to take understanding how to do it and then practicing it. We're not, we're not very far away. We just have to change a few things. We have to change our goal. My goal is to understand you, not for you to agree with me. My goal is to lower the anxiety while we communicate. Not surrender our relationship to the destroyer because I want control. We just need to spend some time practicing and reminding each other that this is the goal. Amen? Amen. All right. Um, I think what we're going to do is because uh, our team is leaving early tonight, um, I'm just going to have our team come and, and just be prepared to offer ministry to anybody that would like it. I mean, if you want prayer, maybe you have a, a tough situation and you just you just need you just need God's presence and, and perspective in it. Maybe that's what's going on with you. I don't know. But um, Brent, do you want anybody else, any other ministry team people up here? Or what would you like to do? Okay. Okay. All right. So I'm going to have our team coming up here. And uh, do we have somebody to play the keyboard or make this a little more, you know, It doesn't have to be blasting. It's, you know, I don't, I don't really understand that whole ministry concept where we invite people to come up and then we turn the music up so loud that we can't talk to each other. <laughs> so uh, if we could just be kind of gentle and beautiful, that's all we need. <laughs> and if, you know, if, you, if you'd like prayer, just come on up here. Um, these guys are carrying some pretty powerful culture. And... Um, we're gonna take we're gonna take some time to do this. So, in Jesus' name, Amen. I, I'm sorry for breaking the 